What's up guys, Connor O'Hanlon here again today for the Con O Show, and today is definitely more of an off-the-cuff trying to just get some ideas out there that I've been thinking about over the last few days, um, and more and less of the constructed uh, issue-based thing. But today is going to be mostly focused on uh, the political mindset and how we can win, uh, and a lot of this is inspired by what I've been reading lately of um, a book my friend Christian got me um, for Christ uh, for Christmas, um, David Goggins' book, that a lot of it applies mainly to the physical and the mental challenges we face in specific areas. Now, this made me think beyond that and um, try to apply that in a sense of, well, we're not so clearly winning <laughs> as a progressive movement. We're not clearly pushing in the same direction. We're pushing and pulling and pushing and pulling and people are all over the place. And we're not we're not doing these things that can set us up for the ultimate goal. And that is really what this is about. Is we have a goal, right? Okay, say it's Medicare for all. To me, that's my number one. Why is it that we cannot push on a local level, going door knocking, go do something, phone calls, texts, to push Medicare for all? Because the ultimate goal is not here. It's not just going to be, boom, it happens. And I'm sorry if that sounded horrible. It's not just going to come. It has to be worked for and it has to be earned and it has to, even though, look, I think that healthcare is a human right and that you shouldn't have to earn healthcare, but to win these battles, we have to earn them. And even these things that we deem as rights today were not viewed as rights 200, 300, 400, 500 years ago. And those people, people had to die. And I'm not asking people to be willing to die for something. But be willing to actually make action upon your words. And a lot of what this built up frustration comes from is people talk and people post on social media and people do these things. But they don't do anything Outside of that, yes, you might be able to change a few of your friends' minds. <clears throat> That's great. I'm not saying don't do that. You might be able to change your fa your family's minds, your extended family's minds on certain things. Cool. That's great. But are you changing people you don't know's mind? Because as a matter of fact, the vast majority of people you don't know. <laughs> and are not your friend on Facebook or follow you on Twitter. Yes, these things are, they can be important and they can be helpful. But the posts on social media are, are nothing in the grand scheme of pushing a progressive movement. And the mindset of saying, I need to do work to get somewhere in this arena needs to be there. I've sat in plenty of meetings. I've heard plenty of people talk. But talk 
is going to get us nowhere. Strategizing gets you somewhere. Talking about, you know, whatever issue it is. It's not enough. Strategy. How do you get there? What are the obstacles? And how do I get over them? Medicare for all. What is the obstacle? We have Republicans that want to get rid of health care for people. What is the obstacle? We have big pharmaceutical companies and big health care companies that do not, or health insurance companies, that do not want Medicare for all because they're going to lose out on profits that otherwise they're just going to have. Because another obstacle, they pay off the people that make the rules. If, they, if you can pay off someone that makes the rules, if you could pay off a referee, you'd be in jail. But no, it's legal here in the United States. You just, you know, donate to their campaign. A few thousand. Or you have a super PAC. You can go way more. It's ridiculous. You have obstacles as the people that masquerade as your friend or your ally and they don't do anything. That is your obstacle. You have people that get in the way and say, well, maybe another time. No. Now. 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 There is no tomorrow for some people when it comes to the healthcare. The need is now. Imagine the Green New Deal or any other environmental policy for that matter. We don't have 20, 30 years. No, now. And how do we get there now? Yes, it's nice if you can, you know, go clean up and pick up some plastic. That's awesome. That's great. That's the way to make action. And that's the start. It doesn't end when you just, you know, stop using plastic. You know, I don't drink out of plastic cups. I don't drink plastic water bottles. Cool. All right. I've personally, and this doesn't have to be everybody, which is why I'm putting this out there in a, in a, in a broad, broad sense, because some things are not won electorally. But I view things electorally, personally, and that's how I like to work. You might like being an activist, and you might like being out on the street. I don't mind that either. But I'm saying, I view things as, I can elect somebody, or I can be that person that gets elected, and I can pass something that will actually make life better for someone somewhere. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be my kids in the future. It doesn't have to be my grandkids. It could be, and it very well may be, but I don't need that sense of empathy, or uh, I don't need that personal connection to it. I have a sense of empathy and understanding that someone's difference doesn't make them lesser. It makes them different. <laughs> that's the that's why it's called different. Just because you have healthcare or your water is not polluted doesn't mean that someone else's is not or or their water is clean or their they have healthcare because they don't. Plenty of people don't, or plenty of people don't have jobs right now. You're looking at one, or you're listening to one. <laughs> 
It's action time. Yes, as I'm recording this, it's in the middle of a global pandemic. You cannot go knock doors. That's understandable. But you can take actions that build the grassroots and they build to something greater than just being a person that posts on social media or someone that just rants at the dinner table or whatever. And he, there's another part that I'm going to get to a little bit later that connects to something with that dinner table. But it's the mindset of saying, we need to win. <clears throat> this is life and death. You know, passing an expansion of Medicaid, which is part of the ACA, mind you. That is life and death for some people. Passing SNAP. Expanding Social Security. Expanding Medicare. Expanding, I mean, expanding mass transit, public transit. Some of this stuff is life and death. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like it necessarily, but it is. And we can sit and we can do whatever we want. You know, I love playing video games, but if I don't actually take action every day or every couple days doing something, then I am wasting my time and I'm wasting yours. Again, I view things in a certain way. I view it through electoral politics. So for me, I'm not working to get someone elected to beat someone that is my enemy. And not my enemy as I hate them. My enemy as they are pushing something that is going to be detrimental to society, to people that I care about, to people that I don't know, to just people in general. And they're doing it sometimes, and I'd say a lot of times, for nefarious reasons. And that is someone that is my enemy. And I will fight them for the rest of my life. The bare minimum, if you use social media and you post on social media about politics, that's the bare minimum. Yes, you know what? A lot of times I just, if I see a conservative, not conservative, because I don't mind conservative, I can debate them all the time. If I see someone that's way, way, way out there spewing complete bullshit, guess what? You're off my friends list. I'm not going to talk to you. That's sometimes that is the only thing you can do. <laughs> but other times, yes, it's time to engage. It's time to fight. And it's not because you're going to switch that person's mind. It's because you're going to switch someone that reads those comments mind. And it might not happen every time. It definitely doesn't happen every time. You might actually uh, change that person's opinion. I had an, uh, uh, a a. I hadn't gotten into a social media argument in a long, long time. I got a new argument about whatever that uh, oxychloroquine or whatever it is. I don't know what the hell that drug is. It didn't work. It doesn't work to cure coronavirus. Guess what? Someone was putting in the comments saying that, oh, it works, it works, it works. There's no evidence that it worked at the time. There's no evidence that it works now. And I said, all you have to do is wait. Wait and see. If it works, 
good. You can use it. If it doesn't, good thing we didn't tell people to use it, right? It's like saying like, oh, I broke my leg. Well, <clears throat> you should um, you should just immediately start running on that broken leg. It'll heal better that way. No, that's not how it works. So every time you can engage and you think it is worth it, go for it. But that is the bare minimum. Beyond that, and I I guess there's a there's a level beyond like below the bare minimum. But if you're gonna engage in this stuff, educate yourself. That sounds pretentious, but read, listen, watch all different types of stuff. Find people you respect, find people you think have cool ideas. And then challenge those ideas because you listen to somebody that is different from them. Learn, read, and just go in knowing something. <laughs> it doesn't have to be everything. No one knows everything. But to go in knowing something. And then you have to be willing to be wrong and to lose. That's the other set, the other piece of this mindset before you go in and just jump into the deeper stuff. You have to know that not every debate you're going to win. Not every race you're going to win. Not everything you're going to do you're going to win. You have to know the odds. <laughs> and you don't have to calculate them. But you have to know like, okay, yeah, if I comment on this, well, I just look like a buffoon. Because I don't know anything about this. Okay, maybe I should just go read and like figure out what's going on here. But you know, if someone's saying like something stupid and racist or xenophobic, you have to be willing to stand up because someone else might not. So you have to engage right then and there. Boom, go. But if you don't know, then you have to go and be prepared. You have to be prepared. You have to learn, be ready to engage in a fight. It's, and that's what these things are. They're fights. When you accept that you can lose, that is when you know that you can win. When you can win, it's worth going for it. There's only a dichotomy in certain things, right? I view... Winning an argument, not necessarily is changing the other person's mind, but just putting a seed of doubt in their mind. And then maybe changing the other people that are listening, their minds. I've talked to thousands now of people at their door, on the street, on the phone. And I might not have changed a single person's mind right then and there when I went and knocked on their door. But I was willing to try, and I may have, over time, put someone on a different course. It's insane how just a little push can change. So, the mindset then has to go, okay, I did the bare minimum, what next? 
if you if you can do that, if you can post on social media, guess what? You can text people. If you can text people, that's all. That's the that's the entry level into helping getting people elected. And you can make a huge difference if you can text a thousand people, two thousand people, three thousand people. And I'm not saying in a day, obviously not in a day, but over a course of a of a campaign, that's possible. That is possible. And you're not going to know everybody. You're not going to have everything down. But you know what? With a little bit of guidance, you can do it. And guess what? That work, that adds up. Your 2,000 texts, my 2,000 texts, and the other guy's 2,000 texts, and the other girl's 2,000 texts, that stuff adds up. And guess what? That actually can get people out to vote. That can get people to change their minds. That can get people to click a link and read an op-ed. That can get them to get involved themselves. And there's a ripple effect. And we need that effect. But there's a certain view of it being hard or it being, ah, that's, you don't need that. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. If you need if you believe in what you believe, I don't care what you say about on Facebook. What are you doing to make it happen? Cool. You can make texts. Guess what? Can you make calls? Because I bet you you can. If I can do it, I'm an introvert. If I can make calls, you can make calls. You might have saying if you if you're someone that has an exceptional level of social anxiety, guess what? You can stay with the texts because that matters. That matters. But if you can make calls, cool, this is the next way to go. That That is a great way of saying, hey, you know, my name's Connor. What can I talk to you about today? What issues matter to you? And then you can go and you can engage. You can talk about whatever their mindset is on. Cool, let's do it. I'm comfortable now knocking on doors. I actually prefer knocking on doors over calling people. That is another way of getting engaged. Okay, cool. <laughs> you got to get out and do what other people won't do. Now, that sounds like David Goggins. A lot of people will not go and knock doors. A lot of people will not go and call people. They will not text people. They will not email people. They will not stand on the corner in Doylestown in the pouring rain to get signatures. Guess what? I did that. Yes, I was getting paid for it. But I did it. Could have quit. Could have stopped. I knocked hundreds of doors in the 95 degree weather while working four jobs. Yeah, guess what? It sucked. I didn't get paid a lot when I was doing that stuff either. I was knocking for myself. I said... You know what? Me and my running mate, we're going to win because of the work we're putting in now. And the Republicans are not out here doing this. They they refuse to do it. They can't do it because they don't they view it as they're entitled to these seats. They're they think that they've got it locked down. They got more money than us. Well, guess what? I lost my 38 votes. My running mate won in in a township that has never ever been controlled by the Democrats. And I came up 38 votes short, 0.1%. Could I have knocked more doors? Probably, but that's for next time. Next time I know. You know what? 
you got to knock twice a week. You're not knocking just one day on the weekend. You're knocking both days and during the and a day during the week. And you're going to make phone calls. You got to work for it. You got to be willing to put in the work for that. You know, I always find it funny that a lot of people that, um, you know, they talk a big game, they do this and that. They don't ever do anything. So if you don't have a local group to join, make one. Guess what? I bet you that the vast majority of people like you around you are looking for the same thing. You just need someone to take the stab at it, take a bite, and just jump into it. You can do it. Look at me. I'm just, I was a 23-year-old kid, and I came up 38 votes short against an incumbent. It's doable. And you don't have to run. You don't have to do anything like that. But you know what? Now I'm running for Doylestown Democrats chair. Because that's the next thing. It's the next way to make influence and make it matter. Make it important and do something in the interim and make it so that while I'm pushing towards my ultimate goal of something else, I'm doing something to get me there. It's the stepping stone. I also want to pivot a little bit towards the political mindset when it comes to talking to people. People are afraid to discuss these high-level ideas. And I'm not talking like Dave Rubin here. People are afraid to discuss high-level ideas because they're going to get angry or they're going to get worked up or their worldview is going to get challenged. Guess what? You can be friends with people that have different worldviews than you. You know, most of my friends definitely are Democrats and definitely are progressives. But that doesn't mean all of them have to be. And it doesn't have to be restrictive. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable in your head when you are talking to other people. You have to have your ideas challenged if you want your ideas to get better. You know, when I go to that door, I don't know what the hell this person is going to be supporting. I don't know what they're going to be thinking. They might just say, get the F off my property. They might already know who I am and I don't know who they are. They might support what I support, but I have to do some digging. And I got to ask some questions. They might be the total opposite of me. But the same way they would try to argue against me, I have to try to argue against them. And in the net, it's not really against one another. It's towards... Whatever your goal is. If someone says, hey, I support a public option. Well, you know what? I'm going to have to push you. I'm going to have to push you and say, well, that's not enough. If someone says, hey, I I support, um, you know, 
using natural gas instead of, you know, whatever, a coal. Okay, well, it's my job now to push you to say, hey, we got to ban fracking. We got to ban uh, the use of fossil fuels within the next couple of years if we want to actually get to the point where we can actually have a sustainable future. And I'm, it sounds radical when you talk about these things with some people, but all it takes is a seed and saying like, you know, it's actually, you can actually afford getting um, solar panels if the, uh, if the local government decides to actually put them on their roof of their new building. <clears throat> it pays itself back. It's an investment that actually pays itself back rather than just puts it, dumps it in a void like fossil fuels are. Just dumping it into a void and making our future worse. It's the challenge of changing someone's viewpoint on the death penalty, which, you know what, is not an easy sell for some people. It's about, to them, retribution or revenge or whatever. But then it's up to you to challenge that position. Because if you just let things slide... That goes, and you can't talk about how justice is not revenge, or the moral argument of saying, hey, you know what, I don't think that the government has the authority morally to murder people, no matter what they did. It's the same problem. That comes up with religion. Because you get challenged on that. You cannot be. It's funny because. You know. You, you People talk about. You know. People on the progressive wing. Or people like me. Being sensitive. And being SJWs. And all this other stuff. Look. I'll talk to you about anything. Anytime. Anywhere. I might get worked up. Like I am. <laughs> but that doesn't mean. That I'm just, you know, bowing down, admitting defeat. Here you go. This is for you. No. You have to be willing to engage on the thoughts that you hold deep. To actually understand why you feel that way. Why you believe those things. Why you will be willing to say these things to other people. It's a, it's a generational thing. You'll see that... People that are older get pissed off if you talk about religion or politics with them. They were told, you don't bring those things up. You don't talk with the other people about that stuff. Well, guess what? How do you change people's minds? You talk to them. The mindset is weak if you cannot hear other ideas and then not automatically just say, you know what? That's right. My, my worldview is just completely demolished. And vice versa. It shows strength when you can admit that you were wrong and be like, hey, you know what? Actually, that is right. It doesn't mean that your whole worldview and your whole ideology is out the window. It might be. But it doesn't mean necessarily that it is. It is imperative that we stop telling kids, young people, people older than me, 
that, you know what, you can't talk about politics. You can't bring that stuff up. Yes, you know what, you might get worked up. And that's the reason why people don't do it. But that has to happen. Those conversations have to be had. If you don't have them, then you have people that are still racist. You have people that are still bigots. You have people that are homophobic, sexist. And these are just these are just social issues, let alone talking about the pillaging of the Reagan era, the destruction of working class, middle class, the destruction of unions, the destruction of what middle class is supposed to be like, the American dream. They wrap themselves in patriotism and nationalism and they think that'll get them by for some people you will never change their mind you have to understand that and that is the failure aspect of this unless you're running for office or you're running for some some other sort of chair or whatever because guess what i know that when i have my election for this chair position i can lose i very well can lose I knew running for that supervisor spot, I could have ran for auditor. I could have run for something that was a little more easy to win. I could have ran for something smaller. Not much smaller than board supervisors, but I didn't want that. I said, I'm going to run for that. Someone will have to physically stop me from running for that. And they didn't. I ran. And I lost. Guess what? Got back up and I'm going to run again. The experience that you gain from joining groups, from learning from different people, from engaging in debates. My One of my oldest friends from high school, we just battled every Every discussion was a battle. We lived each other in, high, in college. It was a battle, a brawl. But we still were friends. We still are friends. But it sharpened the tools that it took for me to then go, you know what? I can go to these Board of Supervisors meetings and I can stand up and say something. I can go door to door and do this. I can make those phone calls. So all you have to do is find the kernel of saying, I can do this. And then that will expand into saying, I can do that. So find whatever it is in the movement, because I assume if you're listening to this, you give a shit about the progressive movement. Find your issue. Find your niche. You care about education? Awesome. Run for school board. Change something. You care about the environment? Get on the board of, or the committee of your local um, municipality, your um, environmental committee. It's not as hard as it seems. There are barriers, but you have to be willing to go over them. And you have to be willing to knock, not go over them, knock, go through them. 
You have to be willing to go through them. One of the most, I'll, I'll close this, this episode with this funny little anecdote. One of the funniest and most, the weirdest feelings I ever had is I was standing at one of the polling places on election day, November 5th. And if you don't know, there's a, uh, on my election day, there was uh, eight posters made with my face and a hammer and sickle saying, I'm too radical for Doylestown Township. One of the weirdest moments was speaking to the person that paid for that poster to be made and printed and put everywhere because his wife was the chair of the board. So she wanted me gone. She didn't want to deal with me. She said the nastiest things about me. She wouldn't even say hello to me. And then she blamed it on me for not doing, not coming up and saying hello and like bending the knee. F that. He said, oh, you know, I, I wanted to make sure this was accurate. I said, oh, it's accurate. I was endorsed by the DSA. Guess what? I don't give a shit about what you have to say, what your thoughts are. You are my enemy and I will beat you. You are out here making life worse for people. And you know what? If someone is convinced by a goddamn poster, fine. I missed my opportunity. But the next time, I'm going to beat you. He was saying, oh, you know, I want to be accurate, whatever. Oh, oh yeah. All right, well, so what does it mean for this Brother, I don't care what you have to say. I got things to do. I said, you don't know what it means. The difference between democratic socialism, social democracy, socialism. So I said, I don't know why I'm talking to you. I said, I got voters to go talk to. said, hey, when you're done, give me one of those posters. I think they're hilarious. He thought, okay, fine, whatever. It's a weird thing. And I kept it because, one, it's, it is hilarious. But, two, it's a reminder of, like, how far people are willing to go to stop you in what you're doing. And that might be different when it's not just like running for office. But for me, it was saying like, hey, this guy is, uh, you know, his wife's on the board. Uh, he makes a lot of money. <laughs> he makes a lot of money in real estate. <laughs> I won't imply anything further. Um, and they're willing to just throw the future of people's retirement away. The environment away because as much as i you know i love my running mate and i love the 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 um the supervisor that's already on the board but with two of them you can't do that much out of a board of five we needed i needed to win so now it, it waits until 2021 whether it's me or somebody else that's gonna win and they're gonna run and they're gonna win they're gonna win 
we laid the groundwork now and last year and my running mate ran two years before that and then two years before that the the seeds have been sown you just have to reap them you reap what you sow goes both ways if you're doing it bad or you're doing it good so that guy that paid for that sign is going to get his and i'm going to make sure of it he will lose and he will lose big because you know what we're going to win here and we're going to change this for the rest of my lifetime here whether you like it or not and that is the attitude we need to have and you know what i still might lose next time but i have to know that i can win i can do it and if i envision myself doing it the likelihood goes up muhammad ali said i told myself i was the greatest long before i was the greatest Envision yourself, get there, get it done, we can do it. The progressive movement needs you, the progressive movement needs me. We need way more people that are willing to do much more than just say on Twitter, here's a tweet. Do it. We can. We can win. And you know what, 2020 might not be it. 2021 2022 there's elections get out go work you know what use 2020 as the dry run get joe biden elected so we don't have to deal with this freaking orange buffoon but guess what 2021 comes along we got work 2022 we got work to do thank you guys for listening this is a lot longer than i thought as a rant it would be um but i appreciate it i will uh Speak to you guys in the next one. You be sure to follow the show on Facebook, The Con O Show, and you can follow me on Twitter at Con O'Hanlon. Um, I know I railed against social media in this a lot, but it's a good way to connect. If you have any show ideas or guest ideas, make sure you send them to me uh, at one of those, or you can email me at ConorO'Hanlon13 at gmail.com. I will see you guys in the next one. Take care.